Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio. And I am very thankful that God has given us the opportunity to be together again today. And what what a day it is. What, what a time in which uh, to live. I know that life goes on. You know, we have uh, things that are happening in our families, good things, lots of Lots of blessings that uh, are being poured out in the great grace of God. And we are very grateful to the Lord for these things. But yet, the circumstances that um, we as saints deal with in this time frame, in this um, season of the Lord, uh, is is an incredible... Incredible moment, and so you balance what is uh, your own personal life, your family life, the blessings God has given. You balance that with the very stark realities that are transpiring, not only in our world, in the natural, but in the spirit realm. So it's great to be able to be with you all today, and it's great to welcome Monica with us again through the miracle of, of VMix. Hello. How are you today? Oh, we're we're all doing fine, I guess. Thank you. I trust <laughs> I trust that you're uh that you're well and uh that your your recovery is uh proceeding very nicely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, um, it is it is nice though that since uh, we're talking about the time frame, to recognize that in less than a month now we will be gathering here in Dallas for our spring Saints Network seminar, and the title of it is "Understanding the Times," mm-hmm. and. <laughs> I hope that we really do understand what understanding the times really means. <laughs> oh my goodness, what what strange days. You know, it, it's interesting because I was up a lot in the night just God I just had me praying and I was um I had a an idea of what was burdening me and what he was wanting me to pray through, but so much of it is still sometimes it's it's still somewhat of a mystery. And I was really pressing the envelope with the Lord to um to glean more clearly how to pray. And I know that we know we, you know, when we know not what to pray through us, and there's a whole lot more of that going on right now, <laughs> at least with me. And um, but I do know that as we press that envelope and we surrender ourselves to that kind of intercession, that not only is the Spirit faithful to pray through us exactly what needs to be prayed, 
but that he will begin to reveal um, you know sometimes it's like you've said so many times we can't change the narrative of what God has said is going to happen and and so when you're praying about something you know whether it's chaos in the world or things that are rising up um, nations against nations it's 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 just difficult sometimes in your understanding to know how to pray. So I'm, I say all that to say that I'm just so thankful for just the gift of, of being able to pray in the Spirit and, and to be a willing vessel to let the Spirit pray through me um, what's on His heart. And I think I'm learning more and more that it's, it's not so much about I guess I guess what I'm saying is I feel that surrender to is like the platform for us to not only be in partnership but to um, for us to hear and to understand. So, and we know that hearing is not just hearing. Hearing is perceiving and understanding and um, and accepting receiving and accepting uh, what God is saying to us so anyway that's my testimony <laughs> of the last 12 hours well it's it's really you know it's I know you have been very concerned about um, the uh, scenarios that are playing out in, in Eastern Europe right now. And, um, you know, uh, I, I, I have to, I have to weigh things with what history records and what, what in conjunction with that, what we know of the spirit, um, you know, it, Seventy years ago, the uh, well, actually, eighty years ago, you had people that were speaking of uh, in the eastern parts of Europe uh, what the Nazis said was Lebensraum and the living space, and so they they said, "Okay, uh, we're we're just going to expand over into." Czechoslovakia, and we're going to expand over into Austria, and we're going to expand into the uh, Alsace-Lorraine area, because these people are really German people, and they're being persecuted because they're German people in these countries, and we, you know, we just want to expand to protect them and to, you know, give them space to, to grow and thrive, and, and that same wacky statement is being said right now. And as we said last week, the Olympics are over, and so it was time for there to be some kind of move. Um, and, you know, you, you saw in conjunction with that a an empire rising in the Pacific who said, you know, we just want to expand and you know, we want to have uh, this whole Pacific theater be ours. And that was essentially what thrust the world into war in the uh, from the 30s going into the 40s. 
So we see those two things come together again. And we know that, you know, you're, you're dealing with what we believe is, is a demonic strategy. It's, um, it's really Prince of the Power of the Air and Leviathan coming together. Um, but it, it's really at a time when we're looking for the coming of Christ. And um, we believe that this is, the, these are signs that we can see. Anybody who studies history at all, and I, I don't think that many Americans are being taught history, and the history they're being taught is is false, is false narrative. Well, it's very jaded. Yeah, it's yeah, very... jaded with a lot of lies, and yeah. um, but you can clearly see what happened. Appeasement, peace in our time, didn't work very well, and uh, I know, like you just said, what God has prophesied for the times of the end is going to happen. Um, and, and then, you know, well, and I'll say this, if we appease this, um, it will only lead to greater difficulty because the other part of this duo, uh, President Xi of China will just step right on into Taiwan. And, you know, we're, we're having, we're having some really weird things happen at this point. So, we have to pray um, that that God will raise up a, a standard. But then you look to the north and you see what's happening in uh, Canada, which is just awful. I mean, it is just totalitarian. It is awful. And it's setting the stage for things, things that we're going to see um, – Played out that are prophesied in in the Bible, you know. I, n- I never thought we'd see a time in a Western democracy where, if you didn't go along with what the political opinion of the ruling party is, or if you expressed any kind of support for a for a dissident opinion, just an opinion that not only would you be arrested but all of your all of your finances would be frozen and taken and that you were just basically a non-person but we're seeing this we're, we we are seeing this in Canada right now um I, and and it's it's troubling these are signs and it should be a wake up call for 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 Christians to say, okay, this is this is a warm up for for what we see the Bible tell us um, will be the tactic of the of the demonic system of the end time. But you know, like I was saying uh, at the very beginning of this. At the same time, you know, life, life goes on. Um, you know, families are being families. You know, you you've got a wedding coming up in a couple of months. I had a grandson brought into the sanctuary by 
rather surprisingly to me, um, on Sunday morning, and uh, the grace of the Lord being poured out in in um, my daughters and in Kelly's family, and and um, you know, life goes on. But yet, Jesus said, "When the time, end time comes, um, they'll be eating and drinking and giving in marriage, and you know, all these things are going to be happening." And it's it's really it's really an odd juggling act to be able to to navigate all these balls that are in the air that we have a responsibility for. Yeah, it, it, I know recently I think we talked about the passage where Jesus said that the gospel will be preached throughout the whole world and then the end will come. And is, is that end referring to, uh, I mean, what exactly is that end? Is that the return of Christ? And if so, I mean, we know that the Father, you know, that's his timetable and only he really knows when that day is coming. And so we've got this window, like you said, to, to preach the message, to, to be disciplined and yeah, the message that God has given to us out to the uttermost parts of the earth. And yet, in the hour that we have, but we can't, I mean, I, it, to me, his coming, his return is not contingent on, I don't know, is his return contingent on the message being preached through? or once that day happens and the last soul hears the gospel, then, okay, Jesus is like, you know, the Father say, okay. And and please clarify me if I'm totally missing this. But uh, that's what the Bible says, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, it says that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached um in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And to, to me, that business of the witness is, is really essential because that's the, that's the essence of, of prophecy. That's the essence of the witnesses. That's the essence of people taking a stand in, in their in the nations amongst the peoples of the earth. And I, I, I'm, I, you know, it's the gospel of the kingdom. You know, I know when we were growing up, um, it was just regularly preached that every person would hear, hear the message. And that was always a, that was always a, a fascinating debate. You know, like some of these isolated tribes that, there are still some of them that live in remote parts of the world who who've never heard the message of of Christ and when these people die and there've been a lot of them that have died how does god how does god deal with that and that's something for him i mean there are some who you know like the mormons say that jesus when he rose, you know, he went to all these different places and like he preached to the Indi- American Indians, indigenous people and uh, 
to the the tribes down in the Amazon and they, they say these things. I, I I think that's a little far fetched, but um, but I what, think that in people's thinking, that's what they that's what they envision. Yeah, that's why I, I guess I bring it up because I think there's some confusion there. Well, I think there's a difference, and we talked about this many years ago. There's a difference between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of salvation. Now, they walk hand in hand. But if you're saying the gospel of the kingdom preached for a martyria to the nations or the ethnic groups, um, then then the end comes. To me, that, that has to do with... Um, going to lands and preaching the gospel, but also recruiting uh, the disciples that, uh, I'm not saying this very well, that would serve the Lord and represent the kingdom as the ecclesia there. And when those things are all in place and you actually have people that are taking a stand, uh, how close we are to that, I don't know. Because as, as you well know, we both know this. There are a lot of places that have churches that only God can judge this, but I don't think they're doing anything for the kingdom. Like, for instance, I've mentioned this. We were in Benin, and um, we we went past a headquarters of a Pentecostal denomination, and our host was saying that he was a, a friend of the leader of that denomination in that nation. And he said, He's, th- 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 this man is very troubled that his con- con- constituents don't even speak in tongues and they, they really don't, they follow more tribal things than they do uh, Christ. And so God only can judge that, but I don't think that the presence of having a four walls or a roof and a bunch of people singing hymns is, 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 is equated with representing the kingdom. <laughs> I, I just don't. If you went up our street here on Abrams and there, there are four big churches just from Hillside down to your street and I would say that two of them aren't doing anything. And I know this for what they preach and what they teach for the kingdom. And I don't really, I don't really know what the Catholics are doing because there's all kinds of Catholics. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm, somewhat disconnected from every one of those churches, but I can just assume that several of them are teaching the gospel according to social issues. Yeah, that's Yes, I agree. That's, and, that's obviously what's happening. Yeah, and so... So is that the kingdom? No, or which, or which kingdom is it? Well, I mean, <laughs> the kingdom is the lordship of Jesus Christ and the sovereign rule of him here yeah. upon the earth and it's far from it so 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's really um, a curious thought. And, and then, you know, here's the other thing I was thinking about this morning, which is kind of a random thought, but, you know, I was, I was, I've really been trying to hear the Lord and trying to activate, the, you know, my senses, my hearing and, and my senses. And, you know, you think about the, the passage that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and you realize that it's the hearing of the word of God. But, you know, if I sat here for 24 hours and just had the word of God on a, on a recording and was just hearing it, is that going to, is that in any way going to strengthen my faith? Mm. No. And, and I, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a rhema in there. Maybe there, you know, the, the presence of the Lord would come in a, in a, in a moment and activate something in my spirit and this, you know, maybe there's a seed that's being sown, but I never really thought of that verse as applying to our responsibility to, 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 to release the message in the hearing ear of the people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Well, I you mean, know, it's kind of interesting that, you know, I, I'm just glancing at this. Um, Jesus in Matthew 4, 9, and 24, which is the chapter we've been talking about here, he preached the gospel of the kingdom. Right. And this was before Calvary. This was before he gave himself. So he was not necessarily preaching, um, you know, friend, if you want to come to the Lord today. You know, he was not preaching that. He was preaching what the Bible says is the gospel of the kingdom. And that's what John uh, also spoke. And um, And so... Yeah, it might be. It maybe that's something we can do when we are here with the saints. I think it'd be a fun exercise. What exactly do you need to preach in order to preach the gospel of the kingdom? What when 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 we go into the nations? We're, we're reaching into the nations right now, and we have been in. Thanks be to God, in dozens of nations already, and. We have saints' families in many, many nations right now. So we've done this. But if this is what has to be preached in all the world for Marturia, and to me that would that would encompass you're going to give your life for this. You're going to give your life as a disciple of this. And you're going to be prophetic in that because... The, the martyria of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if you're if you're doing what Jesus did, then you're going to need to be ministering prophetically in this ministry. So what what do we need to do if we say, okay, we're gonna go into Poland and God's opened the door, we have to preach the gospel of the kingdom. I know what we we've preached. We, you know, we, we make sure people are born again. Then we talk about being sons and saints and we pray for the people to impart 
spiritual giftings and teach them how to pray, uh, how to move in diversities of tongues. You know, we equip them with the Word and with teachings from the Word and how to study the Word. To me, those that's the framework of creating witnesses, disciples, in the gospel of the kingdom. But maybe there's some other factors that the Spirit would say, when you go into this place, you need to... And, and we've taken people to various parts of their city or their nation, and, and we've accompanied them so that the indigenous people could take a stand right where they are and welcome the kingdom of kingdom to come and the will to be done. But I think I, I think you know all those things that you say that we that we do and that are right and um, just in equipping the saints and making disciples and equipping the disciples. But that next step, disciple is that disciple goes. Right. And, and I mean, there's power in other ways and other functions as sons through intercession and, and all the things that, that we so strongly believe in and our function. But um, I think that and, and I think that this has been something that's been just on the forefront for both of us as we've gone in and made disciples in different nations was, OK, we're equipping them to pray and we're teaching them about the relationship and their function. And, and they need to be active. Their churches need to be active in this um, this ministry, Lord um, and intercession. But as far as preaching the kingdom, does that fall on the disciples that are made? Well, it should. I mean, if they're going to be, um, you know, if they're going to be, when we, you we can't stay there with them, they're going to have to be functioning in it. Um, and you think about, like in Revelation 11 particularly, the two witnesses, the, the two martyrs, they prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. So they're witnesses. Right. What are they? And they're prophesying, which to me is the same thing we've just been talking about right do you think these guys are preaching the the roman road or john three sixteen? <laughs> they're you handing know? out tracks yeah i know are they, are they blowing, i'm sorry it's not funny are they are they going door to door and um no they're breathing fire they are <laughs> these are witnesses I mean, this is oh, I'm going out witnessing. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go out witnessing. It's witnessing night. <laughs> They're causing I mean, the rain to stop and the rain to come and earthquakes and. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I know. Seriously, does that? I mean, that, does that totally put a different slant on the word witnessing? It ought to. I mean, have we seriously? Even though witnessing, I mean, of course, all these things are important and all these things have a place. Yeah, because people just have like, to be born again. Just like preaching the gospel of salvation. We can never lose sight of the cross and, and that that is the foundation to all of what we move and shake in. But 
that that's I never thought about that. <laughs> you know, it's it's just of course now if 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 you are a denomination and you believe in the Bible, thank God for that. And you preach the word, but you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you don't believe in prophecy and you don't believe that there's anything going on in the spirit realm that you have to engage in spiritual warfare for. If you don't believe in praying in the spirit and being on your face before God, if those part aren't part of you, then you might say, well, witnessing is just going out and saying what happened to me and saying, do you want to, do you want to accept Christ too? And come and sit in our church, pay your tithe, cook in the chili cook off and, you know, we'll just wait for the rapture. That might be why they think that witnessing is that. And then we just bought into it because we didn't want to we didn't want to fall behind, you know. We can't fall behind the Baptists. We gotta keep up with them. Um not but again now. But the essence of it is good. I mean the essence of Yeah. Because people do need to be born again. Without that there's there's nothing. Right. However, that that is not the sum total of our be- of existence. That's the beginning. Right. And so these these prophets and others that that go forth as witnesses, like you said, I mean they're they're doing things that are they have the power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, power over waters to turn them to blood, to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, (laughs) that's their testimony. I mean, tell me if those of you who are, are, are sticklers, tell me if that's not what their testimony is. It is. I mean, it, it, it is. When they finish their testimony, the beasts that ascended up out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them. Holy smoke. And shall overcome them. The beast of the bottomless pit. wonder what that war looked like. Hmm. Well, it's going to look like. I mean, it's not happened yet. I mean, these are real things. So it's a whole lot easier to read through all this and then say, okay, who's the Antichrist? You know, let's watch Jerusalem. When's there going to be a red heifer just uh, born? And when's the temple going to be rebuilt? And, you know, when's Jesus coming back? And to just skip over all this other stuff. So, you know, I guess... I guess if we, as we are looking forward to breakthrough and we see these signs happening, Canada is a sign. The things that have been happening in our nation, uh, wicked things, are a sign. Uh, The wars and the rumors of wars are a sign. The governmental control and threats are a sign. Um, The plague that froze the entire world is a sign. I mean, we see these things begin to come to pass. We've got to work for the night is coming, and we got to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And when those things are in place, then the end comes. 
Well, we just hit the ground running here today, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. This is just, this is the reality we're living in. It really is. It is. And, and I think that, I think that God has a lot of surprises ahead. Just as he did for the Apostle Paul. You read the book of Acts candidly and you see God was throwing curveballs and surprises to him and to the others in ways that none of them could predict. But yet we can see the signs and we know what our mission is and we've got to work for the night comes when no man can work and we we have to stay true to that. But to under to understand the times is uh, to know what Israel ought to do. That's that's really what we've got to yearn for. Um, and I think God will help us to do that. But in that, not to overreact or not to go off on tangents and not follow every, every conspiracy trail. You know, I read a bunch of things. People send me clips I watch things and I'm I'm astounded that I see them. Some of them irritate me, some of them intrigue me. But with all the conspiracy things that I've heard about in the past two years, I'm not sure any of them, other than having a life in themselves, really do much to help us to fulfill what our ministry is as saints before the Lord. Knowing the government's up to no good, knowing there are people that are just trying to screw us over, Knowing all those things really doesn't do much to help us to to do the work of the kingdom. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of hard. It, it's it's kind of to me that's kind of hard to balance. You know what's coming in, and and I mean I know that you are faithful watcher of Tucker Carlson, and and you have certain news news that you that you keep up with that you watch and I I have the same and and yet sometimes I you know like you say I think what good is this doing me <laughs> because I mean if if we're not careful it can keep you up at night yeah I mean it, it can be it can be really troubling and so it's hard to know how to balance I mean I'm living but do not watch the news. And I, the other day, literally, I said something about the Freedom Convoy or whatever it's called. And neither one of the people that I'm that, that I live with had any idea what I was talking about. Really? And of course, I was just like, how can you not know this? I mean, this has been going on for two weeks or longer, and it's been all over the news. And it's not like I have the news on during the day. I never turn the television or the news on. But, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's just hard to know. And, and, and there's, there's logical, understandable reasons why Les doesn't read that kind of news. I mean, he watches the financial news and he watches things that affect the market. And, he, of course, he stays educated on the times with what's happening in his occupation. But, I mean, he doesn't lay awake at night worried about Russia invading the Ukraine. I know, and you know we 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 bless. Uh, it's the same is true in my house. I mean, and I, again, for, I'm not faulting anybody. 
no, no. I mean, for him, I mean, I almost like honor and respect that and wish that I could be more like that. Not that I'm going, not that I'm really even reading that much news, but um, I, I don't know what the balance is. And so anyway, well, you know, you, no, you have to, you have to be aware without becoming incensed. Um, you know, I was reading again, every now and then I read the Bible, but I was, and that's a joke. Um, I was reading the things that Elijah did after he, uh, came down off the mountain and I was reading the, the different things that happened geopolitically and um, there were a lot of strange activities that happened internationally in the days immediately following Elijah and the still small voice. And um, the, I, I, I just think that there's, there's a, there's a, um, there's a balance because you can go overboard. Well, you that's can go just it. Overboard, and but then you can be oblivious. Well, um, that's just it. Because sometimes I, you know, I'll bring things that that are in the news that are totally unfruitful, and it's and I realize that it leads us into conversation that's just fruitless because it it doesn't matter. But I also remember during the the political race the last one particularly, I mean, there were people I had to avoid because I, the conversation was so intense because there was so much um, obsession with the news and what was coming out through that election that I, I just, I did not want to go there. I was exhausted from it. You know what I think we all got exhausted from it. But um, anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just, it's hard no. to know what the, what the balance is. And Well, I think and, we need to view them as signs. We need to be aware, but, the, but, they're, but they're signs, not directions. And, you know, there's a difference between those two. Um, and to understand the times, you know, you've got, the understanding there, which is, you know, that, that word that um, means son, um, and it, it, it originates from an egg that's, that's to hatch. So there's, there's that prospect of uh, creativity and growth and fruitfulness, but... Um, you know, I don't know, and I, 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 I don't really know. I mean, and and then you deal with you deal with the influences in the spirit that are happening, and and it's, you know, people that say, "Oh, that can't be." Well, why don't you explain the verse that we were just reading? How the 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 beast of the bottomless pit comes? How does he? How does that spiritual being war with the two witnesses? How does he kill the two witnesses? Um, explain that if you think there aren't spiritual influences. Uh, I, and I, I tell you, it's wearying. 
I mean, Daniel talks about this enemy force trying to wear out the saints, to rub you threadbare. It's it's wearying. Yeah. But but you have to understand that because if you and even with understanding, it's still a challenge. And you go through the litany of the scriptures that you know, which are wonderful. When I'm weak, you're made strong. You know, I was read. I was studying this morning about uh, foolishness uh, that Ephron and one of the passages that speaks about it says, "Don't you understand that a seed's got to die before there's life, or are you foolish and don't understand it?" Are you are you without the breath to understand that? Uh, what is what does it feel like? It, and we said where there's great grace, there's always going to be an abounding sin. I mean, that's what the scripture says. Where there's grace, there's there's the possibility of bitterness. Well, what's it feel like when the seed is dying and is dead? Before life comes. What's that feel like? I don't think it feels good. Do you? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it feels awful. But I think just understanding the spiritual principle of it brings so much freedom that you almost, you crave that because you know that on the other side is greater fruit. And if you don't have that, then... So, you know, it's just like, just like the Lord is that spiritual principle. And I know when I came to the revelation, you know, truly came to the revelation of a prophetic walk and what that, that really meant that without the dying, there is no life. It became liberating. And I, I crave the winter. I crave um, the stillness and the hidden place and where really things are more alive than they are when they're budding. And so it's, it's just, I think, learning how to navigate in the heart of the Lord through that. And, and you know, it's the friend of the bridegroom principle, the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And without that, we, we cannot bring forth life. We cannot be the word of life. And so it's just... That's why understanding these things is so paramount to our walk. Because if you don't understand it, you you resent it and and you re- resist it. I guess I should say. So, you know, I mean, the revelation when we were talking about John the Baptist that God is nearer to you in the wilderness when you feel so desolate and barren than He is when you're on the mountain and you just are glowing I mean that was a huge revelation for us and you know it does it test your faith sure but it's the testing of our faith is what produces the gold and I just I'm so thankful for every single stage of this walk that we have been through and the revelation that's come through at the hard times the challenging times, the times that felt impossible to get through. And, you know, even now when we're on the verge of this breakthrough, it doesn't feel good, but it is good. And 
answered. I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you interesting. <clears throat> so like, okay, so you've been interceding and the Lord brought the Ukrainian scenario to you um, just as a just as a point of discussion not not thus says me you know what should we really be praying for in regard to what's happening with Putin and um, this Ukrainian thing and then I would take it a step further um, with China and, and you know here's the other deal you can't you can't dismiss Iran here. And I, I didn't realize how close, closely knit the Persians or the Iranians were with the Russians in history. I mean, I, I, had, I was privileged to go through the, one of the main museums there at, um, by the Kremlin. And two-thirds of the stuff in there were gifts from the Persians to the Russians. And so they've got this tie. You know, it's really a, a weird thing. So you see this pack of people, but you also see this Liebenstrom thing that Putin's doing with the Ukrainian. So how do you pray for the Ukrainian people? And how do you pray for this, in regard to this scenario with the nations? Well, that's, that's how we began this discussion. Right. That's really where I was spending, I know, a good part of the night was just inquiring of the Lord. How, how, how do I pray through this? And my only really the only answer that came to me was pray in the spirit, pray the will of God. But I mean, that just sounds so, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. Maybe you can tell me. Well, no, I, I'm just, <laughs> I, th I think the, the first thing I pray about is that if I pray for those who are called to be saints in that, in that country and in, in the surrounding countries. Remember, for, oh, I don't know how many years, we were praying regularly for Mongolia. Um, but, you know, that whole, that whole basin of Eastern Europe, and we were prophesying about going to Eastern Europe like beginning like five years ago. Remember? We were talking about mm -hmm. God's opening Eastern Europe. So I'm, I'm praying for the outposts of the saints that may already be functioning. I know we had we had reports a few years ago that there were a lot of people in Romania and a lot of people in the Slavic countries that were connecting with whatever it was we were putting out on the internet. So I'm I'm praying for them. I'm also praying that God would not allow the enemy to to uh change the times that he wouldn't press in before he's allowed to. And, you know, 
that that's a Daniel thing, that the enemy would try to change the times. I'm praying for the saints in Western Europe to awaken to this mm-hmm. and to um, feel that that stirring of the spirit to do to engage in spiritual warfare because they're really on the front lines of what's happening there. And then I'm I'm trying to to be sensitive to what the spirit would show, uh, and and to glean what that means and how we're supposed to be making declaration because it troubles me. This China thing troubles me, um, and you know I I look at Canada and and I see. You know, I I saw an interview that Trudeau did a couple of years ago where he said, you know, there's that strange connection between Cuba and him, but that's another story, where he said that the leader that he admired most was President Xi of China and how he brought his nation into a point of unity and he dispelled he dispelled um, opposition thoughts so that they could thrive economically and and as a force in the world and and so i'm troubled over that i'm troubled over the suppression and the monitoring of the people i'm troubled over the chemical warfare and the the the, the plagues that are being brought about even before they were doing studies i mean when i even before they were doing those uh, those lab tests with emergent viruses, I mean, when I was a kid, every flu that came came out of the Far East. I mean, you had, you had all kinds of sicknesses that would come from there. The the suppression of the people there, but but the the burgeoning church that's there. I I I pray about these things, but then again, I have to I have to get my I have to evict myself from that and do my best to go up into the throne area and and to get rejuvenated and and aligned with the burden of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a balancing act that we as, we as saints must follow. But then, okay, the wearing out. I'm just being very candid here. And I probably shouldn't be, but I recognize that we have saints who are standing in the gap all over the place and you know, maybe they're feeling I'm the only one that's feeling this. I'm a, and the enemy is right there to say you're failing because you're feeling these things. Do you know, again, the prevailing thing that the enemy keeps trying to press on me with weariness and telling, telling, why don't you quit? Why don't you surrender? It's the same thing as Elijah. It's the same thing as Moses. Uh, we talked about Isaiah on Sunday, but he had to have felt things similar. Um, when you're when you're dealing with grace and bitterness when you're dealing with life and the seed dying you you've got to process what it feels like to die and we you've talked about this we've talked about this today you got to you got to process what it feels like to be weary and to be told that 
what you've done hasn't accomplished anything and that it's over. Um, when you see the enemy rise and you see people just following as the sands of the sea and believing lies, it's, it's wearying. It's frustrating. And, and you have to learn how to acknowledge the presence of those things to be in the world but not of it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I mentioned I mentioned my household, and I mentioned Les, you know, not really wanting to hear social news. He's not really interested. In, and I understand that because his response usually to me when I'm lamenting it is, Monica, you know, God's still sovereign. He's still on the throne. And he's reminding me of something that I know and that regardless of what circumstances look like, we still pray God's will, regardless of what we see, regardless of the hardship it is on, on people. And I mean, if I've learned anything in praying for, for, for those in the saints who suffer and, and me, I mean, just over and over and over going before the Lord and saying, Lord, deliver them from this pain, deliver them from this pressure, heal their body, you know, the way that we, that, that we pray for those that we love. And, and then when I realized that, you know, when God tells us to go into our closet and shut the door, that that shutting the door is shutting off our own idea of what's supposed to happen, our own emotion that's connected with it and getting in the spirit with it and praying his will. And it's hard. I mean, you ask, okay, so how do you pray for these people in, in the Ukraine? Well, yesterday I see this picture of these saints that are in the snow having a prayer meeting. Where'd you see that picture? And it in, grips in the me. spirit? Did you see it in the spirit? No, I saw it on media. Oh, okay. And and it's like in the center of town, and they're on their knees, and they're having, you know, they're praying. And, I, you know, it grips you because yeah. you think, you know, the church there, the saints there, those that are believing that God is going to deliver them. And, and yet at the same time, we have to... We have to align ourselves with what the mandate is from his throne, no matter how it appears. I mean, goodness, you know, people struggle, I think, with Old Testament because there's so much killing and there's so much bloodshed and the warfare that goes on through the generations to save God's people and and the slaughter and all of that. And I don't know, Pastor, it's just... I think that we're weary through the emotional burden that we carry of God's of God's heart, and and I think He's He. We have to stay in the spirit. We have to remember our place at the. We have to place in the TTT, and I you know I think if we do anything during the seminar, we need to get in the TTT and look, and 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 see. And, and pray in conjunction with what God is doing at his throne in this hour on the earth. And, and because therein lies our, therein lies the power that flows through us. 
and to bring, you know, to affect the earth. And, but I should, you know, it sure is easy for me to just drop right down, back down here and just get in my flesh with it and, and, and see things and be moved by things. And so I don't know. <laughs> it's just the walk of an intercessor and it's intricate and it's emotional and it's, yeah, at the same time, it's, um, it's what we're called to. So. Well, with such lively discussion, it's time for an offering. I think we <laughs> need sorry. to, we need to pass the, <laughs> we got people shouting well, they're dancing in the aisles, you know? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, we've both, obviously the spirit. Some of you tuned in. You wish we were just chit-chatting again, don't you? So I think, I mean, I think our chit-chat is um, getting more and more intense. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's just the day, it's the day that we live in. I mean, I remember when 9-11 happened. And, and I remember getting a phone call actually from you. It said you need to turn on the news and I remember getting my kids ready because they were at St. John's and getting them ready for school I walked downstairs I turned the news on and just the awe I mean it was just like just watching that happen and dropping my kids off at school and coming straight to the sanctuary and um, and just laying down before the Lord just how to how to how do you pray through this how do you want us to pray? And uh, I, it's not like a moment, but I think that he's stirring us to go beyond ourselves, to go beyond just even the realms that we are familiar with, and ministry, and 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 just be surrendered to however he wants to move upon us and his spirit to pray through us. And I think that is certainly um, a crossover into these end times. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I, I fully agree. And I do think that there really is an enemy-driven emphasis to make things happen more quickly than they should. And um, I... I think that we need to be praying, recognizing that Daniel prophesied that the enemy would try to change the times. Um, that has nothing to do with time travel, but but it does mean that the enemy is he's wanting to he's wanting to narrow the window that God has ordained, and God does have a timetable. He does have a timetable, so the enemy's trying to. He's trying to, I don't want to say adjust, but he's trying to tamper with that mm -hmm. so that the things that need to be done um, for the kingdom will not, being given, will not be given their allotted amount of time. And so we have authority here on earth. This is what's going on. And, and I think we need to, one of the things we need to be praying for is that even though we see these things happening, the signs of the end time, 
we see things being put in place, I think we need to take a stand and say, not so fast. We're not going to be able to stop this from happening because the Bible prophesies it. But it's not going to happen before the time. And I think we have that authority and we need to be we need to be utilizing that in our declarations and in our prayers. I believe there's, you know, God's prophesied a great deal about Canada. Remember when we we were going to go and have that regional meeting in West Virginia, and we talked about what the Spirit said, that there was a residue, a, rem, uh, a reservoir of a deposit of the glory. This was before the election in 2020. And and we said that this 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 uh, deposit that God had put there from the foundation of the earth for the end time stretched all the way up into Canada, and and it it came through. So what's happened since then? When that stopped, when we could not go in the natural, mm. we know what happened in the election. And we know what's happening in Canada. How, if, if we had been able to go, and I'm not saying that God's will wasn't done, but if we had been able to go, how would that have affected this country and what we're dealing with now, and how would it have affected Canada right now? Um, I, I don't know. But, but it is a warfare. And we will see the Spirit of the Lord move. We will see the revival that, or the visitation that God has promised for, for one place, the northeast of our country, and Canada. And so I think the enemy is just pressing now to put draconian measures in place to suppress. The church has been being suppressed there for the past year and a half. Pastors being thrown in jail for meeting. Uh, it's cra- It's been crazy. But though sin abounds, God's grace much more abounds, and we've got to believe for the timing of the Lord to be done. But I think we need to take a stand and say, as Potter sings, thus far no more. This, this will not happen now. It's a sign for us. It's a wake-up call. But and I think the same thing with what Putin's trying to do. I mean, I think God can, if we believe and speak, God can slow these things down so that maybe this is a wake-up call. Maybe it will stir a sleeping church. Maybe it'll put a hunger in those that are called to be saints to say, we've got to take this seriously now because we see God has stemmed the tide but it's not been fully removed. We, we've got to work. The night is coming. These are things we must do. And um, I know I'm, I, I need to pay attention to the time because we are, we're over, we're in overtime now. We're at 103.20. That went by so fast. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Well, thanks everybody for, for joining. Uh, we, we, pray for you and we bless you. Um, Don't forget to register for the seminar. It's coming very, very soon. And we need you to be a part uh, so that um, a part, not a part. (laughs) 
we we need to be in one accord and together in agreement for what God's wanting to impart. We need this in these days. So thank you, Monica, for joining. I look forward to the day when you'll be back across the desk here. Actually, I do too, very much so. And I, I thought about trying to get there today, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't drive yet, but I think I'm pretty close. Well, it's nice to be able to connect this way. And I know everybody was blessed by uh, your being able to connect. So, all right. Well, God bless you all. And um, we'll reach out again tomorrow for Wednesday night live. And until then, let's continue to pray and let's recognize and remember who you are in the Lord and what he's equipped you to be and what he's called you to be. So God bless you all and goodbye. Bye-bye.